On this week of On The Fly Podcast at TSI with Brian and Dickie, we flip the script a little bit. I get in with uh, Brian, interview him a little bit, his career here at Town Square, his ups, downs, demotions, promotions, and how he got to where he's at. Keep it simple. Be transparent. Don't be afraid to express your ideas. We don't shy away from tough conversations. Aim to win. It's all about give a shit factor. Hey guys, welcome to On The Fly with Brian Dickerson and Nick Rico, I'm the host of the show, and you know my co-host, Nick Rico. That is I. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, something a little different today. Uh, we're going to flip the script. I'm going to take the captain's seat, yep. um, have the better looking person kind of take over, better <laughs> hair. Uh, I know you take after my hairstyles a little bit, but it's okay. Um, so we're going to roll with here. So what we're going to do today is take a little change. We're going to do a little bit of an interview, uh, but we're going to flip it on to you. Everyone knows Brian Dickerson. The beauty that we have today in that corner <laughs> office that we leave back there, yeah. um, but they don't know how you got here, right? They know that Correct. you're an original. You've been here long enough. Uh, you've been here, done a di- bunch of different roles, but no one knows the progression of it. And I think everyone assumes that it was a nice, fun, sexy progression mm-hmm. into where you're at now. <laughs> uh, and what we do know is it wasn't that case. So uh, we'll jump into that. Uh, but first, give me your quick bio: where you come from, where you went to school, what was your background, how'd you get, how'd you find Town Square? Yeah. Okay. So. I went to school for graphic design, um, and I remember I sucked at high school. Uh, I didn't like school. I got bad grades for the most part, um, but there was a class, and it was it was an art class, and one of the sections was you designed your own cookie box right. on this computer program, and I was like, graphic design, that is so cool. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So I went to school for graphic design, <clears throat> and then when I graduated, and I think I mentioned this before, I realized that, you know, when you look at these different companies, the graphic design, you know, you didn't make as much as the right. sales. Salespeople were making most of the money. My mom was in sales, and I thought, you know, I can do sales. How hard could that be? I, can, right. I have an opportunity. Anybody can make, do it. Anybody can do it. If you can talk to people. And uh, so I... Uh, I went in and I got my first sales job at a company in Virginia Beach, right. and we, I was selling classified ads. I think I mentioned this Auto Trader, yeah, all those Trader magazines. By the heck, I have a little things. bit of a cough, so excuse me. <clears throat> but they were converting everything over to online, so I was selling the online space in these directories. That right. was my first job, yeah. and it was an inside sales job, and I was there doing that for about a year until they promoted me onto this little launch team where I traveled around uh, in all these different markets and sold them in person to people like walked in and cold called on the businesses. And I progressed into outside sales from there. Yeah. And then I got, when I moved to Charlotte, I got laid off. I was there for six years. Mm -hmm. They laid a bunch of people off because it was a print company. Yeah. And I went to, I moved to Charlotte. I had friends here and I went into telco which is like selling phone and internet yeah. solutions, IT, that kind of stuff, right. which is like not even – I have an artist brain, so that stuff <laughs> is <work> totally <laughs> not cool with like for me. Yeah. I did it, and I got – you know, I did okay, but – Yeah, but it wasn't like my thing <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. It was not my thing. Um, I had some friends, and I ran into somebody I knew at Rusan's, a sushi joint here. Sounds bougie. Yeah, they they <laughs> it's not. It's cool. <laughs> and they mentioned that they were coming to work for this new company called Town yeah. Square, and 
that it was going to be a marketing company and they were going to be doing Google stuff and da, 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 da. And I really wanted to get back into marketing because the first job that I had was, uh, you know, market, it was market. Yeah. I was selling mark, you right. know, selling marketing to people and I really wanted to get into it. And I said, wow, you know, I'd, I'd like to talk to them. Yeah. They, they said, I'll set you up a call. And I took the call. It was with Brittany Klee. Yeah. And I talked to her on the phone, and she said, yeah, you know, why don't you come in here? And so I did, and I sat, and I, I came in. Was it the office? <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, like a rented, it was like <laughs> not their office. It was pre Not our office. Yeah. It was, Borrowed somebody else's back was, closet. Yeah, there was not a shared space. They were like <laughs> renting a basically a desk from somebody. Right. And then Tim, I, I got a chance to talk to Tim, mm-hmm. and I... And, he weirdly enough during my interview was mapping out the phone system <laughs> and i was like yeah i just i used to work for at&t and he's like oh well, what do you think and he slid it in front of me yeah and i was looking at it and i really had no idea what i was looking at i knew like he was mapping out yeah. where the lines were going to go and everything and all i could i was just like well i don't know you just need a backup if your internet goes down yeah and that and then it, it, he started talking to me about the business and yeah how he wanted to structure it and all that kind of stuff so that's how I ended up here. I mean, I interviewed in a camping chair. <laughs> like I was I've in a suit stories, yeah. with a pocket square in a camping, a fold out camping chair. And there was knee, no, knee to knee, right. Yeah. My office tour was, we just got into this office and there's going to be dust here. Don't look at these people. Yeah. There's going to be, there, we're going to, well, so this the, is at the Ballantine the, office. Yeah. The second okay. interview, they had the Ballantine office. All 10 cubes we had. There was nothing in it. It was nothing. <laughs> it, they were, they were, gave me a tour of the office. Yeah. And just showed me that this is where stuff is going to go. Yeah. And I was like, cool, an empty office you're showing me. And I'm like, I hope this is a real company. Right. And then you started on the seminar team, right? I did. There Which was, was evolved into our training team. <clears throat> yes, there was a seminar team. And that was a, that didn't really work out for us because mm-hmm. it was just the way we were pitching it. You're right. standing up in front of a group of business owners. You run a PowerPoint presentation, and then you expect them all to sign up. Yeah. No needs analysis. You don't know their businesses. <clears throat> so that was pretty tough. But <clears throat> that is an interesting point of how I got back into inside sales. Back into or forced into? Both. <laughs> so that you, wouldn't, you might not believe this as I helped start this podcast here, uh, but I was not very good at public speaking. and You were bad at it. Correct. People didn't like you. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. People didn't like me when I was speaking in public. Correct. Yeah. So I had a I had one of these events where I was standing up there, and basically I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Everybody's and biggest fear. You the biggest fear. Yeah. I already was nervous about talking in front of people, and that was the part I didn't think of when I took the job. Yeah. I just really wanted to get in with the company because I thought the company was cool. <laughs> um. And side side note. I, this whole time I was in IT uh, sales and doing all this other stuff, I was crazy into Mashable, which is a blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was all over Facebook, so like learning how this stuff works. I mean, I was, I am the a industry. Mar- I'm a yeah. marketing nerd for sure. Yeah. And so I knew what I was talking about, but I got up there in front of a bunch of people, and I kind of bombed it a little bit and stumbled through it. Yeah. And I was grounded. <laughs> which was basically like, okay, you're going to practice your pitch before you go back out on the road. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, mm-hmm. you're going to have to hit the phones. Yeah. 
And I was like, okay, well, I'll get back out there and I'll practice and all that kind of stuff. And I never got back out there. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. Um, you just got ridiculed for not picking up the phone. Yeah. So transitioning. So you, you got to understand, I was an outside salesperson for about 10 years before I even came over to Right. To it was Square. all brand new to you then. Basically relearning every everything on the like phone sales, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I struggled bad. Like I didn't know I yeah. couldn't do anything, man. I we remember. Didn't, yeah, you remember. Yeah. Like we didn't have like <clears throat> there was like thirty five, forty people there, and yeah. we didn't really do like a lot of cold call training and that kind of stuff. I mean, we were just kind of like let it fly, see what happens. Hit a hundred dials, yeah. basically. And I remember bombing day after day after day on the phone and i mean my confidence wasn't good right i was not feeling good about my future i was questioning myself and doubting like everything yeah um and i got put on a pip i remember that yep you remember that because yep. you administered this pip to i me. signed it below your <coughs> name you yes did. i did and uh i was like you know it was fight or flight right what do you, what do you, you know, I'm either gonna quit yeah, or I'm gonna figure it out. So walk through, so walk through that with me. Cause most people know that, which is they're either in that role right now or could yeah. possibly be in that role based on their performance, which is I came here for a reason. I have this master plan of here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get into this company. I'm going to do well. I'm going to earn my keep. They sold me the dream. I'm going to go make money, grow into a leadership. And then you're presented one day with, you're not good enough. Right. Sign this piece of paper, letting, mm-hmm. letting me know that you understand you're not very good. <laughs> right? right? How do you deal with that? And then how do you make that commitment to, yeah. I'm going to block out the fact that I could be fired in 30 days and yeah. go find a way to make it happen? So the first thing that I do in these situations is get really pissed off. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. And blame everybody else. And... This is the reason why, and, uh, you know, um, I, get, I have that little anger part, right? Yeah. Um, and then I just made a decision. So I knew that if – here's what I knew, right? I don't really know why I stuck around because yeah. I did have other opportunities. Right. But I remember telling myself, look, this is, like, the hardest thing you've ever done. And, I mean, I'm, like, I would cold call through YP, like, the yellow yeah. pages – a hundred car guys and just get slammed on all day, all long. day long. Like I ha- didn't have success. Yeah. I wasn't selling anything. And, um, I knew that it was so hard that if I could somehow figure out a way to get good at it, yeah. that I could do anything I wanted to do with my life ever. Right. So I looked at it as like, okay, I could go get another job, but am I just running from the, uh, challenge, right? Like this is an opportunity for me to prove to myself who I am, right? Not Town Square, not anybody else. Me, for me. In, that, worst, in worst case scenario, you're going to earn a skill set you could take somewhere else. That's it. I thought mm-hmm. I'm going to get really good, and I'm going to tell everybody, "Screw off," you yeah. know, like that deal. <clears throat> right. And that doesn't happen, by the way. Uh, so I got uh, insane, basically. Yeah. If I if you told me I'm not interested, I would write down what I said to you 
And then I'd reverse engineer how to get you to not say not interested. Right. I had a, I had notebooks on notebooks on notebooks where I would write this stuff down and I would change one word, two yeah. words. I'd pace around my apartment and practice what over I was saying over, yeah. over and over in the car ride. Um, and I remember one thing at the time is that I started listening to Les Brown yeah. and Tony Robbins. Right. And I remember I was starting to build this mindset that was different. <clears throat> it was like a positive mindset that yeah. I'd never I'd never heard of these guys. Somebody at work told me about them. And I started buying into like, you know what? The problem is me. It's yeah. my brain. It's the way I look at it. It's things. how I feel. It's how I, my perspective. It's my emotion that's yeah. standing in the way. That's what I knew. So practically, I was insane writing everything out. Yeah. And then mentally, I was doing mental reps. Right. And that's, I mean, that next month, I think I was number one. Yeah. And then, from, well, from that point, you were the guy that says, how does Brian make $35 a day and sell four grand? Right. right? How does that happen? Right. Yeah. And we can go into that, but there's no point. Right. So you get good mm-hmm. over a period of time and realize, all right, cool. I'm in my, I'm in my sweet spot. From there, right, you're crushing it, you're getting good, everyone's looking to you. How do you alter your plan and say, all right, cool, this is now my new goal, this is my new direction in this company? Right, that's a good question. So they said, yo, you're back, you can get back out on the road, Mm -hmm. you've proven it. And I said, I'm good. Why would I want to go back out and travel around all over the world? Yeah. Or all over the country in these little towns four days a week when I'm making four or five K sitting here from a phone. Yeah. And, and once I went through that process and this, this, when I say it took like a month, I mean, like I'm talking about, I didn't do anything, but But figure it out. Yeah. So for everybody that's listening, it's not like I took, I did this part time. I'm talking about, I was absolutely obsessed Yeah, and I went from zero to a hundred. And that was not even easy at all. Like I cried sometimes during, you know, my ride home when I failed again. Like it was not easy at all. Um, So we kind of went over that part pretty quickly, but I want everybody to understand that it's really hard, but you can do it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm like, why would I want to go back out on the road when I can sit here from a phone and I can I can make this kind of money? And then number two, I'm like, I can reach so many people. Plus. I am a good salesman now. Yeah. I used to think outside salespeople were like the best Better salespeople. Better than anybody. Yeah. I yeah. mean, dude, when I was at AT&T, I had the company credit card. I was staying in rooms. I yeah. was taking people to dinners. Like, I thought that was, it was sales. cool, yeah. Yeah, that's Wine not, yeah, that's not it, right? Yeah. I thought that was sales, but that's not really what it is. That wasn't really what it was. And so I was like, no, I'm an inside salesperson. Yeah. And I love it. Right. And I own that. Yeah. You got rid of the negative connotation behind it. Gone. Right. And that was a big, big milestone for me. And then, dude, yeah, of course. No, I didn't tell anybody I was out. I was like, I love this place. Yeah. But it it was very hard. And so from there, obviously we were young. Yeah. We had two managers at the time, maybe three. Right. And the opportunity there is now, okay, cool. I get to help build this thing. Yep. So you shift from seminar outside sales marketing to I'm inside sales. I'm great to now I'm going to go pursue being a manager. Yeah. I didn't know that I was in the running for that either, by the way. Well, you get it. Yeah. Right. You get it. And now what do you do? So the, their Josh was the, my manager at the time. And, um, after I worked under you and then, um, 
he said, we're going to hire it. We're going to have another team. Right. Yeah. I think you should throw your hat in the ring. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I have wear, a hat. I don't have a hat. <laughs> I don't wear a hat. And, uh, <laughs> and like, you probably got to go talk to Tim. Yeah. And have lunch with him or something. So I did. I was like, hey, let's go have lunch. I want to talk to you. I'm sure he already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife's car broke down during the lunch, by the way. So we had to go and like pick her up, pick her up. <laughs> and like, so I guess I'm doing this like interview or whatever it is in yeah. the car. Um, so anyway, he says, I think you can have a tough conversation. You're good at sales and you, you know, you excel here, all that kind of stuff. I think you'd be good for it. So they offer me one of the promotions. Yeah. I take it and I'm like, I've made it. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> and then, uh, I had I had a I had a good run, and yeah. We, how long were you in that? Man, scene? it had to be two, it was two years, two right? Years, yeah, yeah. A full two, and a little maybe some change, yeah. And had it, some, you know, had some teams that were at the top, yeah, and some teams that struggled. <clears throat> Dead Presence Club, down. Dead Presidents Club, yeah. And that was the name of the team. Those were the days. We just put movies on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. No HR, it was fun time. Correct. So you go from that, right? Two, two and a half years, mm-hmm. ups, downs. And we've talked a lot about those, right? Trying yes. to develop you as a leader, as a sales manager. Yep. And we just got to a point where it was, it felt like nothing many, was working. Too many missed quotas. Missed quotas. It was either come close and hit or you were missing by a mile. Yes. And so we had to have it come to the conversation where I remember me and Josh sat there and said, we got to move them. Mm-hmm. We have to. Right. And it's not an easy conversation for us to have because we've known each other for six and a half years now. Yeah. So is Josh. So you develop friendships with people. Yeah. And so now, hey, I got to go have tough conversations with my friends. Yep. And so you get to a point where it's, and you know us, we pull triggers quick, Mm -hmm. right? They don't happen overnight, but things fester. And then we realize, you know what? It's time. Yes. And so we pull you in, have that conversation, knowing damn well that you're not going to take it well. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Offering not to go back to inside, but to roll into this new associations, partnerships, which we had. No idea what it was, but it was an opportunity to build something. Yeah. And, and so for all those keeping score, this is failure number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> so we hit that. We give that opportunity. No, I should say opportunity. I'm not selling you now. We demoted you, right? Yeah. Uh, we moved you out of the seat into this other role. Mm-hmm. And now you've sat there and said, I failed twice in this company. I stayed around for, I fought for, yep. I've gotten better at. What are the emotions like at that point? So I didn't know... Uh, you know that the the, the f- when I wasn't good at sales, I knew I wasn't good at sales. When I when I and I got better at that. When yeah. I was going through the management process and learning how to be a leader and learning how to manage people, I really truly felt like I could do it. Yeah, and I just um, was having trouble or whatever, you know, and I ran out of time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was a little bit of a, a shock, right? So, but I took it differently. Than the first time. Than the first time. Right. Like I didn't get all pissed off yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, because I had worked so hard that I was like, man, I I did the best I could. Yeah. Right? Like. It just wasn't in the cards. It just didn't ha- It just didn't work out right. the way I wanted it to work out. And um, when the association role was put, I, I thought about it for a couple of days. Yeah. You know? And again, you're like, do I need to go get a new job? Uh, all the usual stuff. All right? the usual stuff. You clean up your resume. Yeah. yeah. What am I going to do? You know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> but one, and 
we'll get to this, but today I know why I did well in that role. Mm-hmm. But I saw something that was like an opportunity and felt like I could make something out of it. Yeah. And I was the person to do that. And so I was like, and the best thing that this company does, I got, I like hands down, the best thing that this company does is that they give people opportunities when they feel like they're a good fit for the opportunity. Right. Like we know we have great people that work with us that yeah. may be in the wrong role, but if we find the right role, they'll excel. Yeah. And like, that's the one thing that I'm so grateful for being here is that because we really do that really well. Yeah. And so anyway, I'm like, okay, so I got this thing. Nobody knows what it is. It's associations. And I'm like, well, what do I want to happen? I guess we got to generate some revenue. Yeah. So now I'm cold calling these types of businesses. Yeah. And I think, man, it didn't even take like a month before we started selling. And I, and I was selling it. I yeah. was doing it. And then Josh was like, man, this is a good opportunity. We need to get some more people involved. And then I started running it and yeah. getting sales reps involved and yep. sales reps involved and that kind of thing. And that actually... We did like three and a half million dollars yeah. in a couple years. Dude, there are reps that have you to thank for their commission check <laughs> <laughs> off those yeah. only calling certain partnerships. Yeah, yeah, right? that so, is true. So you go, so you go from that, you build that, and even in that se- that sense, it hit a brick wall. It hit a plateau. Right. Yeah, and I mean, did you see that as a failure at all? No, because uh, now that's your role. Now it's we're basically saying, hey, you hit your ceiling, thanks, but no thanks. You know, I took the opportunity because I knew I could do it. It wasn't really what I was like super passionate yeah, about. Yeah, it's not like, hey, here's my path now. Yeah, I, I could. I'm like, oh, I can do this. So you still you still didn't know where you were going. You just knew you were going. I just knew I was going. The the only like for people that are like watching this on YouTube or listening to it or whatever, um, the only thing I I've learned a lot about myself. Like you're going to fail whatever you're doing right now. You're going to fail at some point. And the only thing you can control is how you work and what, and how you feel about it. Yeah. And the, and that's what I think has helped me through all of these little bumps in the road is that I know that I'm going to work hard. Like I know I'm not lazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And I know that I care and that's what got me through everything. So how do you how do you focus on finding your way when you don't know where you're going? That's a good that's a good one. Um right cuz we all come in cuz we all come in whether salespeople, managers, whatever, it's all right, cool. This is my path. There's the light. There's the there's the object I'm looking towards. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's easy to go after what you see. It's not easy to go after when you don't see, when you can't see that thing. Yeah, I think you just I think you just have to ha- be very self-aware. And know your potential mm-hmm. and don't doubt yourself. It, it, I mean, I doubted myself all through all of those little yeah. trials and tribulations and failures and bumps in the road and all right. that kind of stuff. But what I did know is I did know that uh, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to make something. Yeah. Something's going to happen. I'm not going to fail and I'm not a quitter. Right. And so I know that about myself. So I would ask anybody who does feel like that right now that's listening, what do you know about yourself? And mm-hmm. keep that in mind because that is the truth. Yeah. Like that's the truth. And all you have to do is remember that and just keep moving. Just keep moving. So how did you transition that into – because as you start doing this thing, obviously things started happening, right? We hire yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Right? Um, 
Ian magically shows up out of nowhere, <laughs> right? Yeah. Cam, who runs cameras. Camera Cam. <laughs> he shows up, right? So all of a sudden you have this, what do we do with Dickie? Yeah. Here, report to Jamie. How yeah, did that, I don't what, know. What, what I happened? have no idea how that worked out. I don't know if that was like Josh and Jamie, th- whatever, but I do know that um, uh, she was trying to get data and processes mm-hmm. in place so that she could market. And I was on the same page with that. And I had been on that wavelength for a long time years ago yeah. like even like we had talked about it oh, absolutely 100 yeah. like you know and mm-hmm. um i never really ever asked for these opportunities i've never been like i need a new opportunity you should yeah. get, i've never asked for any of these opportunities ever i've always just done what i done what i know i can do the best i could do and i just know that if i work my butt off if i find new ways to challenge people mm-hmm. and challenge the way that people think and try something different and try to be a good leader that something's going to happen. And that's yeah. what's happened every single time. Right. And so they said, you know, would you want to work on the marketing team or whatever? And what's funny is that I'm like, I always wanted to work on yeah. the marketing team. It's funny how it works that way, right? right. You got the, you took the job to get on the marketing. I took the job because I loved marketing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I and through that six year that five years or whatever it was before that, I learned all these sales skills which were invaluable that taught me like how to be a better person. Right, that's the key. Yeah, and now you can talk in front of people. And now I can talk in front of people. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, the and the crazy thing is right is you take, it goes back to. When you were failing early on, yeah, right. I can't talk in front of people. I suck on the phone. Yeah, I get better at that. I realize I can't lead salespeople, right? right? And then I get into a role where I'm leading salespeople. Yeah. And I'm using, I know so much about what they do that I'm the the expert. Yeah, it's a really different in a, way. In a marketing role where I can show them, I can tell marketing what we need to support our sales staff. Yeah. And that's the only way that, that we're able to evolve to what we do as fast as we do because we're hiring at a crazy rate. That's right. We have 160-something sales reps. And now we've got to start having these processes in place, these cadences, these velocity mm-hmm. dashboards. How do we make people's jobs easier so yeah. they can do it more? Yeah. Right? And so you wouldn't have been able to do any of that. Nothing. Without the, the knowledge of what we do. I wouldn't have been able to do any of the stuff that we're doing today if I didn't mess up all the stuff we did mm-hmm. in the past and then get good at it. Yeah. Mess some more stuff up, get good at it. Like... um we got to fail faster. Yeah. You know, like we have to fail mm-hmm. and we have to do it as fast as possible. Right. Um, and then our mentality has to be, what did I learn and what am I going to do better and keep pushing? So how do you, so go back to Brian Dickerson six years ago, right? Yeah. You are failing miserably, yeah. right? <laughs> Thank you. You suck Thank on the you. phone. Yeah. You're crying in your car at yeah. lunch or something. Yeah. Right. And obviously it's hindsight's 2020. Yep. And you can sit back and say, here's exactly what I would tell that person. But looking back and realize how hard you are on yourself because the early failures, right, are always the hardest mm-hmm. because that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what do you say to that? What do you say to him right there? Because even then you didn't know you were going to be in this role today. Yeah. How do you how do you calm that Brian Dickerson sitting in his car question everything about what he's doing and how he's doing it and what yep. he should be doing when the outside world's probably telling you to walk, mm-hmm. right? How do you What do you tell that individual to say, all right, Here's what you need to do. Yeah. So a couple of things come to mind. 
number one, uh, if you take the easy path, you're never going to get the, um, you're never going to achieve the greatest results. Right. Um, and number two is anyone that's starting their career or going through this process or learning or whatever, the number one thing that you can do is self-develop. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of our mantra at, at this company, yeah. right? And self-development is the key to success, mm-hmm. 100%. Yes, you got to know how to do your job. Yes, you got to get better at, you know, your skill set. Right. But if you develop yourself like a madman, like between the ears, then you're going to you're going to have success. Yeah. That is the key. You're a big self-developer, right? Yeah, 100%. I'm a crazy self-developer. I've even taken it to the next level this year and everything, but if I had done more of that, if I had known to do more of that, yeah. I probably would have excelled faster. Right. It just it was what it was. And I remember having those conversations with you about, you look, you're reading all this stuff, but what are you doing with it? Yeah, you have to apply it. Yeah. And I remember you started to evolve that into, I think you went to the Business Mastery, Tony Robbins and I LA. did, I did yeah. that. And I it did. just starts going from there. I mean, I did everything. I've done everything. I've, I do it all. I re, um, If I had earbuds in, I'm not listening to music. <laughs> nope. Um, I'm always on something. I read all the time as much as I can. And... I still believe like right now that I'm not at the end. Yeah. I'm still growing. Yeah. Like, I mean, in another six years, I'm not going to be doing the same thing I'm yeah. doing now. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Right. But we're all going to be at a different level. And I mean, to that person that wants God, cause everybody asks me, how do I get, how do how I, did I do, get, how do I do this? How do you, how do I do, yeah. how do I do what you do? Like, how'd you get your job? Like people want to like, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I went through a lot of stuff and just kept going and it evolved. Yeah. So what do you say? My last question before I acknowledge you a little bit is what do you say? Cause there's plenty of people on our floor right now that yeah. have that same. I don't know if this is for me. Mm-hmm. I've had some success. I've had more lack of success than success. And I'm starting to question all this. Mm-hmm. I like it here. I love the people. I love the culture, but I don't know if this is for me. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that person at that moment right now? I would say, I would ask a question. I would say, well, what are you good at? What, what, um, what do you bring to the table that nobody else brings to the table? Right. And if you can answer that question, then you've got at least a starting point. Yeah. And then number two, your question is, okay, you're good at X, Y, and Z. You're great at X, Y, and Z. You want to do X, Y, and Z. What are you doing to get there right now? Yeah. And, if your answer is nothing, then that's why you're worried about not being good in the position that you're in. Yeah. Because if you're working your butt off to get better at, I don't know, whatever it is, running Facebook ads yeah. that you want to do one day for the company or whatever, while you're at home in your own time, if you're constantly trying to grow in that area, then you know that, hey, I'm going to have to put in the work in this other area to get that opportunity to do what I want. Yeah. So I never stopped reading Mashable. I mm-hmm. never stopped learning about marketing. I never stopped like self-developing or learning about leadership or reading that kind of stuff as I was doing the sales stuff. Yeah. You got better at one thing while doing the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> so I just want to take a second, right, as we wrap this thing up and yeah. just show you some love a little bit, right? Uh, We've known each other six and a half yeah, years. Man. and I've been a part of a PIP. I've been a part of a demotion. 
right? We've grown this thing. We've had a lot of frustration, right? But at the same time, right, is I don't think um, we move fast in our company, Mm. right? We move incredibly fast. I think we do a great job of loving on our people, right, celebrating their victories. Yeah. And sometimes we've been here so long that we forget to celebrate those people that have helped us kind of guide this thing into what it is today. Yeah. And so the love I got for you is one is you've always shown a bit of humility, right? Mm. You're mildly older than I, right? What a <laughs> couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you're a little bit older. And from the day I walked in, it's you've always humbled yourself to not be the, I know more than you. You've been willing to learn from me, right? Yeah. Um, you've taken every tough conversation we've ever had to heart and you never once fought back on me, yeah. right? We had honest conversations. Yeah. At the same time, what I think I appreciate more about you and why I love Town Square and why I love working here and why is why I came here is mm-hmm. no matter the role that you had and the situation you were given, yep. you did what you just said, which was, I'm going to go kick ass at this role yeah. the best I possibly can. And then Josh talks about all the time, when the opportunity arises, right. it'll be, I'll be the guy, right? And so I appreciate you for doing those things. It made, I think it made my job easier. It made my life easier. I think it grew our relationship, but more importantly, um, I think if anything, we don't be able, we're not able to build this company without people like you. I appreciate that. Man. Right. And so I came, like I said, I came here on a, on a whim and we had no website. I took <laughs> less money. I've moved my kids across the country and my wife and to be able to get to work with, and you're not the only one, right? Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's a Everybody. bunch of you, but yeah. to be able to connect with somebody like you very quickly and build this thing, this is why when Tim talks about this place is different Yeah, and this place is special. That's why. Yeah. Right. Because there's that many is awesome. There is something that I have actually learned from you, and that is that um, it's the serving mentality. Mm-hmm. And I've really, really like picked this up just recently and started to apply it. But if you go, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, how many people can I help today? Yeah. And, and that's how I know that's how you think. Yeah. And um, I, I've, I tell, I would tell everybody in the company, ask yourself that question. How many people can I help today? Whether it's my coworkers, people that I'm talking to on the phone, people that you're behind in the coffee line, whatever it is. Yeah. If you take that mentality, you're going to have a totally different outlook on life. hundred percent, dude. Appreciate the vulnerability. Thanks, the brother. Conversation, dude. It's fine. Love you. Love you too, dude. Good to finally get this out the way. Yeah. Right, Great. Cam, did you learn something today? Oh, yeah. Camera Cam. <laughs> All right, brother. <laughs> That's a wrap. Audio.